0: And I'm still not decided which way to start. Okay, I've decided. Love is a funny thing. Love, the purest sense of love
1: is just pure. And the Bible said, God is love. That's the best definition of love I've ever seen or heard about or experienced. Because any other love apart from his love often has something with it. A condition, or it has um, a sense of love if you keep these standards. Or a love that will only last for so long. Or a love that is fashionable, or a love that is full of promises and then is empty. There's lots of definitions and experiences of love, but God's love is different to any other love. For His love is unconditional, it's unending, it's never, there's no start to it, there's no end to it. His love is a different type of love. And before we start anything, do anything into this new season, I don't want my heart or your heart to miss his love for you. And I love that the Bible gives us a definition. If you want to know what Jesus is like, if you've never met Jesus, if you haven't yet met Jesus, then he's a beautiful um, understanding of who Jesus is. This is from a letter in the Bible called Corinthians. And there's a man called Paul whose life was marked by hate. And then he met the God of love. And his life was changed wholly all around. And he wrote of his understanding of love. Now he kind of speaks in such a way But if it's better for your heart to put the word Jesus in there. Then that's okay. I'm going to read a whole chapter to you. So it's going to come up on the screen as well. This is from the message paraphrase. But you may just want to close your eyes. And go in like um, one of those. Well whatever metaphor your life. Whether you want to. If you're into cooking. You might want to marinate your heart into this. If you're into sunbathing. You might want to stretch out on the deck chair. Whatever you're into. Allow these words. God's words to marinate and to shape. And to fill our buckets up. If I speak with human eloquence. And angelic ekexity. But I don't love. I'm nothing but the creaking of an old rusty gate. If I speak God's word with power. Revealing all his mysteries and making everything plain as day. And if I have faith that says to a mountain to jump and it jumps. But I don't love. I'm nothing. If I give up everything I own to the poor. And even go to the stake to be burnt as a martyr. But I don't love. I've gotten nowhere. So no matter what I say. What I believe and what I do. I'm bankrupt without love.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Love never gives up. Love cares more for others than for yourself. Love doesn't want what it doesn't have. Love doesn't strut, doesn't have a swelled head, doesn't force itself onto others. Isn't always me first. Doesn't fly off the handle. Doesn't keep the score of sins of others. Doesn't reveal, sorry, doesn't revel when others grovel. Takes pleasure in the flowering of truth. Love puts up with anything. Trusts God always. Always looks for the best. Never looks back. Keep going to the end. Love never dies inspired speech will someday be over praying in tongues will end understanding will reach its limit we know only a portion of the truth and what we say about god is is always incomplete but when the complete arrives our incomplete will be canceled when i was an infant in my mother's breast at my mother's breast i gurgled and cooed like any infant when i grew up i left those infant ways for good We don't yet see things clearly. We're squinting like in a fog. Peering through the mist. But it won't be long. Before the weather clears. And the sun shines bright. We'll see it all then. See it all as clearly as God sees us. Knowing him directly just as he knows us. But for right now. Until that completeness We have three things to do to lead us towards that. Trust steadily in God. Hope unswervingly. Love extravagantly. And the best of these
0: three is love.
1: So if you have known love that is not like that love, I want to apologize to you here and now. I'm so sorry that you've given your heart to something, to someone, and it's for to be returned to you shattered. And I've got nothing else to say to you apart from there's a better love. And that love is God's love. And he will not let you down. He will not not return your cause. For his love is a good love, a pure love. We sometimes have the expression that we have to hold on to His love, but the thing is about God's love—it has a way of holding on to us. And I don't want to be um, disrespectful to the God of Heaven, the Creator of all, but Mr. Tickle's got nothing on God's arms. You know, Mr. Tickle. Does anybody know what I'm talking about when I think, talk about Mr. Tickle? Mr. Tickle had arms, didn't he? Do you have Australia, Mr. Tickle? So, Mr. Tickle's arms can reach, we could even stretch to the coffee machine at the back. But some of you, some of us, may have a feeling, a sensation that I am just beyond Mr. Tickle's arms. You don't know my story. You don't know where I've been. You know that you don't know the people I've been with. You don't know the you don't know me. And if you really knew me, I would be the exception in the room, friend. You know this by, about me already. But if my story, my history was put on those screens, even two seconds in, I'd be out that door, full of shame and embarrassment. But the reality is, when God plays my story to you, you know what is seen? Like it's a bit foggy at the start, but then this word grace, grace just emerges from there. And I'm saying, but God, what about the stuff I got up to? What about the things I've done? What about the things I haven't done? He says, Andy, my son, I have it covered. You are covered by the grace of God. So that was one of my introductions into a new decade because I've just realized that we're in 2020. Now, if like me, watching you grew up watching Tomorrow's World, when Tomorrow's World talked about 2020, I was expecting way more hoverboards, not just talked about in a radical thing, but everyday normal life would be hoverboarding. Um, Sinclair C5 would be how we all got around. Like, we, um, when we went in the lift, we would come up and we would have an option where we got out, not just one floor or next floor, we could get out in other parts of the city. I don't think that's a cool idea. I remember the first time bringing somebody up the lift and said, oh, tell me about the lift. I'm like, oh yeah, we went for the XL model. And they're like, well, what's that mean? I said, oh, well, because it's a Stanner lift that... Sorry? <laughs> I said, um, we, went, we paid a little bit more for this option, that you come up this lift and you can come out in any other Stanner lift within a five-mile radius. <laughs> and because I am uh, do a bit of preaching, they don't expect me to lie. And they kind of like didn't want to call me out as a liar, but they kind of looked at me like, no idea why I told you that. Oh, because I saw the lift. That's right. And no other reason apart from that. Um, so here's where we, we um, get into with this. When I used to work for my dad in the fruit and veg and flour, um world, one of my jobs was to do a stock check. And I'd have my clipboard, and I'd go around the warehouse counting up what was left. And we'd be able to work out, so I'd come over here to the golden delicious. A good apple, not the best, fairly common to be fair. It's not not the pink lady, let's be honest. When we're talking about apples, the pink lady, she's the queen, isn't she? If you know your apples, she's not the cheapest, but she's the best. So um, I'd be counting up the apples over here. Then I'd move on to the oranges and I'd go all around the warehouse counting up. And I would do that. And then I'd go back to my other list from the week before and I'd see what is sold. And I would see what we've got plenty of and then I would see the areas that are depleted. And I had a sense that God was wanting to do a quick stock check in my heart and a quick stock check in your heart perhaps and as he goes around your heart around the room just to ask a very simple question what have you got plenty of stock and what's depleted and then I heard God whisper this the trade counter is open now trade counter is for bulk buying. I want to let you know, whatever you sense is depleted in your heart, in your life, in your story, that God's trade counter is open and he's got plenty of stock. So if you need encourage or hope or joy today, then heaven has got plenty in stock. And it's part of that what Mer said earlier, about the hunger cry, like that hunger is connected to heaven. So whatever you're lacking, whatever you're needing, whatever you're wanting more of, then is that resource available to you. All resources in heaven are available to you. So here's what I wanted to look at a little bit today. At the last bit of Corinthians in that letter, in chapter 13, it says these three things. Trust steadily in God, hope unswervingly, and love extravagantly. And when I was thinking about these words, I just had a wonder about heading off on a journey. And when we head off on a journey, it's our choice who we take with us and what we take with us. And if we're going on an adventure, if we're going on a journey, You generally want to do it with some people who are good for you and some people who are going to add to the journey. You know, all the stories in the Bible and all the stories um, like, um, you know, like all the great stories, like the A-Team, like um, Lion uh, Lion and Witch in the Wardrobe, (laughs) Famous Five. Yes, the Magnificent Seven, and the Cowboy people. um, Bonanza. um, um, What's the um, guy, Hobbit guy? What's those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All those stories, and I know some of you are like, did he really connect A-Team and Frodo Baggins in the same thing? I'm like, obviously, (laughs) not as good as the A-Team, but... All of those stories have got companionship. And those companions weren't just randomly picked from a hat. They were chosen by what they're going to bring to the party.
0: And I want to invite you,
1: as you look forward for this next decade, who are you going to invite along on the journey? And my very, very humble suggestion is inviting along as companions trust, hope,
0: and love will make for a really good decade. Let
1: me just say that again. For this next
0: decade ahead, choosing to bind yourself with hope And trust and love will make for a good decade. Just take a moment. Let's go back 10 years. Where were you? Wow, 2010.
1: You don't have to, don't, don't, not out loud, but where were you? Who were you? What was going on? What was important to you
0: in those days?
1: See, I remember 2000 and the year 2000. Just seems like nothing at all. But when I look back at the, even just 10 years or 20 years, choosing to bind myself to trust,
0: hope and love would be wisdom.
1: Now, were you sitting there so I wouldn't see you behind the post, Mr. Adam? <laughs> right, Adam, come on, come up. This is my friend, Adam. That, I love that you've got one. That, let me do that. This is my friend, Adam. <clears throat> Chloe, you are just a champion of people. You have never even met Adam before, but I love that. Chloe's like, yeah, 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 I'm for that person. (laughs) Bless you, Chloe. Um, Adam, uh, Adam's one of the leaders at Carlisle Vineyard. Most of his leadership is in a school down the road. Uh, We love how you lead. Uh, We love the heart that God's given you, and we love how it seems that you're getting clearer and clearer in your vision of who God is and how he sees you and the call on your life. Um, There you go. (laughs) <laughs>
2: uh, yeah, so last few weeks or so I've been um, like really journeying with who God is and what does He think of us and what does He how does He look at us and everything like that. And, um, and then the other week I was watching a video uh, on YouTube. I can't even remember his name. What's he called? Andy Stephen Furtick. Check him out. He's really good. But he was preaching on um, how. You can get sucked into this sort of, right, this isn't my time. I'm going to keep going. I'm just going to keep trying. I'm going to keep striving for something. That year wasn't my year. Next year will be. And then he's saying, it's not about that. It's just giving giving it to God. God's timing is so perfect. God's timing is so right for whatever situation you're in at the moment. Um, and then my wife and I were chatting the other week at the, just before New Year and we were saying, Oh, what are we gonna, you know, what we're we gonna set ourselves for 2020? And I was like, I like having a challenge. I like pushing myself and thinking, right, what am I gonna do this year? Right, I'm gonna do this, and yeah, we'll do this, and we'll be more proactive with this or whatever. But at the same time, I was like, let's not push ourselves too much. Let's just give things to the Lord and just be like, right, what have you got for us, God? Um, and part of this, uh, Stephen Furtick's sermon he was saying about was whatever you're going through at the moment, whatever trials you're having, whatever tests you're having, he was saying your trials today will be your testimony tomorrow. And I was like, that's really powerful, isn't it? If you think about that, your, your trial, what you're going through now, he will use in the future for your testimony. You will be able to use that to tell people, you'll be able to bring people to God, you never know how that's going to work out, but God has got a plan for you. So I was like, right, I'm going to remember that. Now, I work with six and seven year olds, so I have loads of little ways of remembering things, like big elephants can't always understand, small elephants is how we spell because, and things like that. <laughs> All right, that's not for me, by the way, that's for a six year old. So I was like, right, so today, <laughs> today's trials is tomorrow's testing. I was like, right, 40s, I'll remember that, 40. I was like, I can remember that. It's a yeah, big number. And then I was thinking about 2020, and I was like, no, we'll just give it to the Lord. It's fine. And I was like, 2020, 40. I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, <laughs> this is so meant to be. I was like, there's some people in here, me included, need to know that, that, yes, Give it to the Lord, but there's something special about this year. There's something special about the start of a new decade. Something is going to shift, something will move. It might not break off and be gone forever, but whatever you've been dragging through past years, 2020 will be something powerful, will shift, something will move, something will, even if it's the smallest thing, that you might just start having a different attitude to how you're having a relationship with God and then I was like yeah that's it Um, and then I was walking to church this morning and I was like right come on let's get a good verse (laughs) and my verse of the day I clicked on it and it was in Isaiah and this is when I was like right I have to speak to Andy this morning which, of course, I was like, I'll pass this message on to Andy. And he says, right, you're up at the front. Oh, crumbs. But yeah. So this is what it says in Isaiah. And I was walking to church this And it says, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary. And His understanding no one can fathom. So that hit me. I was like, yeah, why do we try and bother understanding God? Just give it to him. Let him have it. Just let him be so involved, not just, oh, can you help me with it just a little bit? Just let him have it, and you will see so much shift. And it says, he will, he will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men will stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary, and they will walk and not be shamed. And I was just like, isn't that amazing? Just like that's what we need to start the year. This, yeah, today's trials will be tomorrow's testimonies. And I think, yeah, if we can just start thinking about that and praying into that, powerful
1: stuff. Yes, mate. Thanks, Adam. Looking forward to hearing you speak more in the next couple of months, mate. So thank you. Um, is that? Are we good with that, Adam, to come and speak more? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. I, I like how that is real clarity, and I wish I knew that because thing as a kid. Like I didn't know that. So that's a revelation. Um, I have forgotten it, but it's it is. I know it's. But I know the word because spells something. So um, see, the, here's the thing. Adam just referred to it there about the word hope. I think often the word hope is more connected to a wishy-washy-wishy type thing. And when people use the word hope, it's connected more probably to unicorns than anything. Because when people say, I hope, I wish, like I really wish, I really, like if I wish hard enough, then this thing's going to happen. And if I can get enough people around me to wish also, it might really then definitely happen. But wishing is not what we're called to do. Because wishing in a unicorn, it's not not going to, well, you've got an option. You can wish on a unicorn or you can put your hope into God, who he is and his promises. So when we hope, when we trust in God, that is a different thing to just wishing upon a unicorn, upon a star. But hoping is, God, I'm stepping in to you, your promises, and who you are as a God. So I'm stepping into God that your love will not leave me high and dry. God, I'm stepping into knowing that you're a God who is for me. I'm stepping in, God, to that you have my back. I'm stepping in, God, into that you always tell the truth. So I'm going to encourage you to step into this decade, to step into God's hope, God's plans, God's promises, his purposes for you. There's two Nathans in the room. Where's he? Is he downstairs? Well, is there another Nathan here as well? Yeah, we've got this Nathan. and there's another Nathan who was sitting here, but he's gone now. But your words are really important. Like I had this before, like your words are you're not the first to speak, but your words are really important. And your words carry life and wisdom. Just want to encourage you in that, Nathan. Like and timely, like timely words as well. I think this this is a decade of your words really matter. Um oh yeah. So the hope, this is and and knowing as hope. This is kind of what sets us apart. And hope is one of those things also. When we bind ourselves to hope, we find that hope binds itself to us as well. Now the other word that we've talked about, so it talks about love and it talks about hope, but it also talks about trust or faith as well. And God gave me a really, really clear picture about this. Uh, Joshua, could you put that picture on the screen? Um... (laughs) Fiona does that make you feel a bit ooh right last night on YouTube I was just watching um, I think I was searching on YouTube for ladder ladder Everest ladder rescues falls type thing we could have we could waste two hours really quickly now but there's certain parts of Everest on the journey there that you need a ladder for now what they've got there, you've got the ladder between two parts, which is just impossible to accomplish humanly. So that ladder is needed to be able to join that gap. Now the ropes on the side are also safety ropes. He is also The guy in the middle is also roped up as well. So he's got the ladder, he's got one rope in his hand, another rope on his other hand, and he's roped together as well. So that guy, he can go nowhere, even though he may fall 10 feet. So to watch him fall 10 feet can be dramatic. And for him, in that free fall, can be, imagine, a little scary. But he can go nowhere because he's roped up. He is held. Now the picture God gave me was, um, I felt like some people... Um, you, you, you were at this part of the journey. You were here. And you were holding up a ladder and you were, you were just about to let it to fall and you were hoping, you were really hoping that it was going to be long enough to get to the other bit. Because if your ladder was just to fall and not reach the other side, then it would be disaster that would not go well for you. But I had a sense of God saying to you that your ladder is taller than you think. You have been practicing on this ladder for years. The rungs on the ladder are firm and secure because you're not a baby. And I want to encourage you to take that risk, to lay that ladder out flat and say, God, I'm going to trust in you I'm going to put my faith in you because we're not just wishing for this. We'll put my faith in you. And as you take those first steps, you will see that his promises are true and they are good. Ethan, have you got a minute? Oh, cool. This is my friend, Ethan. Ethan, do you want to come up here? Now, does that look like a face that he knows what's going to happen or not? (laughs) right, Ethan, come and stand up here. This is my friend, Ethan. Um you okay? Yeah. Um, we've known each other for nearly a decade.
0: Six years.
1: Well, it's nearly a decade. <laughs> yeah, yeah, six years then. All right. So we've known each other for a bit more than half a decade. Yeah. And I haven't prepared this before. Do you trust me? I suppose so, Yeah. <laughs> Like out of ten, if ten was I completely and utterly, absolutely trust you, and zero was no chance, Jose, where would it be? Zero or ten? Seven. Seven. Hang, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um,
0: all right. I tell you, do you want to stand on there and face that way. So all I want to do
1: is. Um, I want to go from seven to nine. Okay? I would like you to go from seven to nine. Now, Ethan, all I want you to do is just keep your legs straight, your body straight, and just fall back. No, 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 not now. No, <laughs> Ethan he is quite clever, so it's good, yeah. When I say, so after three, I just want you to fall right back, and I promise I'm not going anywhere and I'm going to catch
0: you. Okay? One, two, three, four.
1: No, 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 no. Your leg creased. Your leg creased. No, 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 that's, 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 it's natural. He says it's a natural reflex, but this is an unnatural moment because a lot of faith and hope and trust going against what other people and going against common sense sometimes. And the adventure in this next decade will go against common sense and popular opinion. So I need you to do it again. Legs straight, back straight, and just fall back and I'm going to get you. One, two, three. Seven before, would it be any more now? Even uh,
0: 0.5? Not particularly.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I did try. i tell you what I need. Um, can I borrow Mark Taylor? Is that alright? Can Mark Taylor. Um, yeah, no, no, you, I'll come. I'll come. Yeah, coming on, coming on time.
0: Guys. Um, these guys they look
1: fairly strong, don't they? Do you trust them? What do you mean, yeah? Like we've, we've done seven, six years together, and you're like mm, seven. What? How much would you trust these guys out of ten? Don't
0: know. Like four, I guess.
1: <laughs> but this guy?
0: Three, I guess. Oh. <laughs>
1: Like that could be a whole hour. Like what's the one point different? Okay, we're just going to do exactly the same thing, okay? I promise you, you will not get hurt. And I promise you, you're not going to land on the floor, okay? And I want you to listen to my voice, okay? So all I'm going to do is exactly the same thing. I want you to face that way. Keep your back straight and your legs straight. And just fall back after I say, one, two, three, fall. Okay. All right. Do you want to stand on there and face that way? Okay, Ethan. You can hear my voice. Now I know I'm. It seems that I'm further away. But I promise you, Ethan.
0: You are going to be held.
1: You're not going to hit the floor. I promise you that my word is good to you, that someone's going to hold you. So Ethan, after three, I want you to trust me. And I want you to keep your legs straight, your back straight and just fall
0: back. One, two,
1: three, fall. Oh, <laughs> right. Well done, Eve. Hold on, though. Hold on. Did that seem scarier? Yeah. Did you know these guys were there for you? I heard him say he was going to catch me, so yeah. Ah, but there was still a bit of a leg crease. Do you want to try it one more time? All right, one more time then. Here we go. Okay, Ethan, you know I'm here. You can see me. You know I'm for you. You know that, eh? And I promise you, Ethan, that you're not going to hurt. You're not going to get hurt. You're not going to land on your back. And nobody's going to laugh at you because you're on a floor. I'm not doing this to trick you. I'm doing this to show that I care. Okay, Ethan, after three. One, two, three, four. Yes, Ethan. Well done. Thanks, guys. Yes. Well done, Ethan. Go and have a sit. Well done, Ethan. Thanks, guys. Was that scary? Um, Quick question. If it was seven, is it still seven?
0: No, it's an eight now.
1: Oh, it's an eight! So, I'm really proud of you, Ethan. What? area is God inviting you to fall into his arms with
0: his voice is good it's true and he is for you so as we consider
1: this decade ahead of us Somebody once said, you can tell your future by looking at the friends you have around you today. And if your friends around you
0: are going to be trust and hope and love, then I declare adventure. I declare a better season
1: ahead. And that hope is saying, I declare, I've got to believe that there's more to me and more for me than meets the eye today. Because I know some people in this room, you have been through what could feel the hardest decade ever. And if you knew about that a decade ago, you would have run a mile. So let's be clear, I'm not promising a rose garden But I am promising a good God
0: who will love you and walk with you. He's a God who goes before you. His love is like no other love. His love will not, well, you know now, what his love won't do. And I just
1: wonder where you put your trust levels, whether it's a two or a four, but a
0: 7.5. I said this a couple of weeks ago at the carol
1: service. Because um, Christmas is all about opening doors, isn't it? You know, in, for the innkeeper, they he opened the stable door and said, come on in. Opening the door to Jesus. About 26 years ago
0: was the best door I've ever opened.
1: And I've opened some donkey doors. But that door to Jesus was the best door I've ever opened. So I want to encourage you to continually open that door to Jesus. Because we live in a city that is just longing and waiting for hope to come through. So this season ahead, as we trust steadily hope unswervingly, love extravagantly,
0: only good can come.